1: Say, I'm Yeah, but anyway, but anyway, to stop my greatness. And we on a way, it was good to say, no limitation. But forget away, forget away, you're on my
0: spaceship. Straight Out of Limitations. Hey y'all, welcome to Straight Out of Limitations. I'm your host, Colleen Heaton, and today we're talking with a true warrior and my friend jimmy marino also known as jimmy wheels hey jimmy what's up thank you for being here i know you but will you introduce yourself to our audience please
1: well my name is jimmy marino aka jimmy wheels also known as Wills, wheels uh 38 years old from waco graduated from waco high 2002 uh i went to mcc after that did some business classes then uh Started working for my mom. She has a hair salon. Uh, I'm basically her office manager, Mm -hmm. receptionist, whatever you want to call me. Boss. Boss. (laughs) Just don't tell her that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, mom. Don't listen, mom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Then I went to TACC for a while and did uh, computer maintenance. And I kind of learned a little bit about fixing computers. That's about it.
0: And you work for Rhino Security also? I
1: work for Rhino, Rhino Entertainment Services. Okay. We are uh, event staff for Baylor, also known as the Babysitters. We'll get into that later.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, tell tell me about um, Crossbones. Tell me what that's about.
1: Crossbones Crew, we are a motorcycle organization. We do not consider ourselves a club, nor MC. We pretty much focus on... Helping the community out with whatever they need. Uh, uh if they need uh, prayer. They need uh, donations. Re- recently, one of the members, his uh, cousin, uh, apartment caught on fire in Temple, so we're collecting clothes to you know help them out.
0: Okay, and do y'all put that out in the community that that you're doing that that you need help doing that, or is it just something you do within your own people?
1: Right now, we're doing it within our within our own people, but. It, it eventually it'll get out to the community, see if we can get some more people helping us.
0: Okay, and um, I have seen your people out at several events that you've been at, and they are so supportive. They always want to kick your butt. They're always looking for a reason to take you out, but I think that that's out of love, Um, and to see the relationship we, that you have with them is really cool.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's, it's awesome, uh, Me being in a wheelchair, and then all of them have motorcycles. I'm the only one who doesn't, but they accept me for who I am, and they love to talk crap, which is cool.
0: You love to talk crap too, though, Uh, Jimmy. Yeah, you really do. (laughs) Um, Okay, you have spina bifida, and um, I did a little bit of research, and there are fewer than 200,000 cases diagnosed per year, so it's considered rare what can you tell us about it and how it has impacted your life
1: uh what 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 has impacted the way it's impacted me is really not not much um i don't really consider i don't really look at it as i have spina bifida cuz to me I, re- I really don't i'm just a guy in the wheelchair unfortunately but uh you know i don't know much about it honestly i know that i have uh, spina bifida with hydrocephalus which is water in the brain and I have a v- VP shunt which drains fluids and I always say that that pretty much keeps me alive and I know also know some people who are do have spina bifida and they have the shunt but they don't need it so it's, it's, it's rare I mean it's different by case
0: um, I read that um, a man lived to be 90 years old with spina bifida I thought that was pretty cool. But like I told you, only the good die young, so you're you're good, right? For now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about your childhood. Um, you you told me that riding the special bus was the first time you really felt different from your peers. What was that like?
1: Uh I don't know, it was I don't know, it's weird, you know. Being uh, being picked up in, in a wheelchair lift, and everybody watching uh, and and just being curious about it was, I guess, weird. I guess, I don't know.
0: Yeah, um. So you attended Waco ISD. You went to an elementary school that wasn't the nearest to your house because they were accessible to you, um. And that was thirty something years ago, and we've come a long way. But we still have a long way to go, of course. But I like to hear that where we were and where we're going now. Um, looking back, were there things that you needed when you were in school, in elementary school, that you didn't have?
1: Yeah. I didn't get my first wheelchair till I was 10 years old.
0: I had no idea. This is the first time I'm ever hearing that, Jim. I didn't know that
1: until last night. I I completely forgot. Yeah. What'd you do? My parents carried me in their stroller. Everywhere everywhere we went, well, where they could take me at least, carried me in a stroller till I was the age of 10, or either carried me on their back to wherever we needed to go. There was one time that we went to uh, Texas Safari in, in Clifton, and my mom, she left me she, she put me next to uh some cattle was it cat, goats or something to take a picture and i was freaking out i was like why did you do this to me why why did you leave me here i thought she had abandoned me cuz she like literally left me there and walked away
0: to take to, a picture to take a picture so you weren't used to being too far from her she stayed yeah right. i
1: was like
0: she stayed right there with you yep um what about bullying? What was bullying like when you were growing up? Um,
1: it was sometimes hard. People would make fun of me because I'm a butcher. Um, I really didn't do anything till I was in, like, in middle school. Middle school, I, I kind of got mad and wanted revenge. I started running people over with my, with my <laughs> butcher.
0: <laughs> um, now I heard this horrible story. That one time somebody duct taped you to your chair. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me about that day. Do you have nightmares about it now?
1: No. (laughs) Try not to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But there is a picture rolling around on Facebook that, yes, somebody did duct tape me to my wheelchair in front of a lot of people. It was me. Yeah. I
0: I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. Out of love. I didn't want you to fall out.
1: Yeah. We'll go with that.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, at age five, Challenger Little League became part of your life. Um, Let's talk about what Challenger League is and how it changed your life.
1: Well, when I first started, apparently, I didn't have a wheelchair either. I was in a stroller also. Um, I started back in 91, I think. 1991. Um, Started with the team called Chapman's. Yellow team, we had a coach that, man, everybody loved her. Mm-hmm. She was she was me because I, when I coach w- with No Limitations, I'm, like, competitive. She was the same way. She would literally stop the game and tell us stories about Cinderella, and somehow it, it pertained to baseball.
0: That's cool. Yeah. It's cool that you remember that. You don't remember that you didn't have a wheelchair, but you remember specifics yeah. about your coach. That's cool. Um For our audience, Challenger League is um, a division of Little League International that allows people with uh, disabilities, physical or cognitive, to play baseball. And uh, it's been in Waco for 31 years now. It started 32 years ago, and it is now worldwide. There are over 30,000 Challenger League athletes worldwide. And Waco has had one since its second year in existence, and you've been part of that the whole time. You grew up in the league, and then you aged out, so you became a coach. Yep. And a few years ago, the senior league was born, and you got to come out of retirement. So now do you coach and play?
1: I did when I first started the senior league. I did do both, but then I fully went to just playing. Um, now I'm thinking about coaching. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um tell me some of your your memories. You told you told us about the coach. Um tell us some other memories that that you have. Um you've made lifelong friends. Yeah. Tell me about Curtis and Kim.
1: Curtis Curtis we played when we were little together. He actually played on a bicycle. He would have a a regular bicycle with, with no uh pedals. And he played to I don't know Eighteen. I don't remember how long he played, but he played, and then he did his own thing. He came back with the senior league. Not only does he play for the senior league, but his uh, his comp his uh, family business, is one of our sponsors. It's our team sponsor.
0: That is really cool. And when I say no limitations, I don't mean that there aren't limitations. I mean we find a way to get past them. Yeah. He found a way to get past them. That that's cool um there are i've even seen video and pictures of a young curtis on his bicycle going around the bases um so you were a teenager with spina bifida you didn't have use of your legs but as most other teenagers you wanted to drive oh yeah and you were determined so tell me the story of getting your driver's license
1: well before I got my license, my mom used to uh, clean houses, and she cleaned a house for this older lady. Um, and this older lady's daughter had a van. It was a '95 Toyota Previa. It was beat up. It was wrecked. It was terrible van. She literally gave us that van for free. She said, "This is for Jimmy." Wow. No cost. No. No. Uh, hey, you clean my house for free for the next whatever. Pay me back. No, just it gave it to. Just sit here. Here's the keys. Do what you want with it. And it was a working van, van, but it was just wrecked. Mm-hmm. So we got it fixed. And when we got it fixed, Jimmy wanted to drive. Of course. Of course, Jimmy wanted to drive. Well, Mom didn't want me to drive.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so s- I had a neighbor that he would literally stop the traffic. While I got in my van and went up and down my van, up and down my, my driveway. And the way I learned how to do that was through my cousin. He would he would be in the van with me, and he would make sure that I don't wreck or anything and get a because I, I didn't have hand controls in the van. There was no hand controls. I was using my feet, and I, of course I was going slow. And then there's another story that I didn't tell you about. This is a hilarious one. I'm a junior in high school, still no license. I think we, it was a day off or I don't know, skipping school or something. <laughs> I not heard, you. No, not me. <laughs> it was my girlfriend then, uh, and uh, a guy and his girl. We were hanging out at my house. I stumbled my dad's truck to go for a little joyride to the corner store. Wow. Yeah. I'm driving the truck. The guy, uh, one of the guys, he's sitting next to me. He has this. His feet on the pedals to make sure I don't crash. I'm just staring. We get to the corner store. I look to my left. There's my mom.
0: You're kidding me. (laughs) (laughs) What was the look on her face like?
1: The hell's wrong with you? Uh,
0: Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So, I get my license finally. The age of 18. Uh, I go and take the test, felt it like the first time I hit the, that pole that you're not supposed to hit, apparently. And I was freaked out, because I thought I done bent the van up and did everything, but no, it was, it was plastic poles that you just, it bends when you hit it. Yeah. So I go back uh, the second time, ace it, get the license, and I'm on the road every freaking day, just going up and down the neighborhood, just practicing. Mm-hmm.
0: Feeling some freedom? Yeah. That's really cool. Um, And now there are kids around town in wheelchairs that see your truck, and they say, that's Jimmy Wheels. There's Jimmy. There's Jimmy's truck. They'll see that you're parked at restaurants or something, and they want to stop and go inside just because you're there. You, You have a presence among younger children in wheelchairs. You are an example to them. And I don't, I don't know how much you realize um, the impact that you have on people. Um, now, in 2014, at Challenger League, we started talking about what has become No Limitations. You were a little hesitant about it at first. Um, you had played baseball, you had coached baseball, but we were talking about soccer. Tell me why you were hesitant.
1: I didn't know what 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 was gonna happen. How are we gonna play soccer? We're in wheelchairs. Huh? Never, I didn't know nothing about it. So I, I I didn't. I honestly didn't want no part of it. But I, knowing me, I always like to say yes. I I went in and I I participated and I saw what what it was, what it became, and how it all started. And I'm glad I did.
0: I'm glad you did too. It's you you are um oftentimes the voice of reason. You you see things from a different perspective than I do and when we're planning things, I want to know what would Jimmy think about this? What would Jimmy say about this? And a lot of times you're just like, "It's good." Those are your two words. You you don't have a lot to say about it, but when you do um I have a lot of respect for your thoughts and your opinions and your suggestions. Um, you you became a soccer coach, right? Yep. Um, and what other events have you been part of?
1: Uh, football. We did football. Football is my favorite. I think any athlete will tell you it's their favorite also.
0: I, I think it – I call it the crown jewel of our program. Yeah. D1 on Franklin gives us um, – the full football experience, and um, they're they're really supportive of us, and they're great, and their staff, um, they're they're cheerleaders for every athlete that comes through there. So um, you even have your own headset when yeah. you coach football.
1: Yeah, I used to work with a guy named Andrew Cuckendale. He and I worked at Sikkim Delivery a Delivery Service. That's no longer around. He and I would be he would be the and uh the Jason Garrett of no limitations and I'm the Bill Belichick gotcha, yeah, that's what we call each other he was he was a defensive I was awesome but vice versa
0: um I love to look back at pictures and see your face when you're coaching football. It looks like pure joy, probably what it looked like when you first got your driver's license and you had that freedom and you were able to get out and um, just be yourself. And um, freedom looks different on your face. I can tell when you're feeling that. And um, there's a light that sometimes isn't there in the midst of other things. Um, What... What does the future look like for Jimmy Wheels? What are your hopes and dreams and aspirations?
1: Just keep being me. Just keep doing what I'm doing and motivate our athletes to, to do what I did, to become a coach and to be a voice like you say I am.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I reached out to some of our families and asked what you mean to them, and these are some of the responses that I got. Brandy said he has shown Devon and us that you can still do so much in a wheelchair and lead a full life. Rebecca said he has shown Layla that life is precious, live life to its fullest. He always has a smile and speaks to everyone. He's a great guy. Brittany said he has been Addie's coach multiple times. He was so welcoming when we first started and always cheers her on. We love Coach Jimmy. Jessica said, he told me about No Limitations prior to Allie being involved. He's her bro. Crystal said, we love Coach Jimmy. I fought for Michael to be on his team. He shows us how to live your best life. And then Tina said, we love Jimmy, and I'm glad that Cole gets to see him living life with wheels and doing things so Cole knows you can do what you put your mind to. I'm so glad Cole has him. To look up to. Wow, that's awesome. That's and um, that was. I, I got all those responses <laughs> last night. It was a last minute thing that I asked for, and the moms came through immediately, and oh. couldn't say enough about you. So, um, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing Jimmy. Always. Yes. Um, what What would you <laughs> say if you had the opportunity? to be face-to-face with our donors and sponsors who continuously make No Limitations free to all of our
1: families. Thank you. Without you, there would be no limitations. We wouldn't have a place to play. Just thank you.
0: I wish thank you was enough, but I don't know another word. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Jimmy. You are a warrior. Um, You're an example to other people you're a friend to me and I thank you for that and I appreciate you letting us into your world today and sharing from your heart.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Keep living that no limitations life. Always. Thank you so much for joining us for Straight Out of Limitations. Heaton, Director of No Limitations, a unique nonprofit in Central Texas offering free adaptive sports and inclusive social activities to the special needs community. Straight Out of Limitations is made possible by Rogue Media Network. RogueMediaNetwork.com. You can find this podcast and many more wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, and the like. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share us with all your friends. For info on how you can become a No Limitations athlete or volunteer, check out our website, nolimitationswaco.com, Or connect with us on social media, No Limitations Waco on Facebook or No Limitations Texas on Instagram. Special thanks to Titus for the use of his song, No Limitations. It's
1: a different day, man, what can I say? Yeah, I've been yeah, but anyway, man, anyway stop my.